and welcome to the She Will Shine podcast. My name is Danielle Price and I'm the founder of She Will Shine, a community for Australian women in small business to connect and support each other. In this podcast, we bring you the real stories of women in small business. We discuss their unique journey to small business success. We dig deeper into their story, the challenges they've faced and the support that has played a vital role along the way. And they share with us their business expertise and knowledge so that you can do the same. It's time to chat candidly about creating and building a business on your own terms. Hey there, Shiners. I'm here today with Rosie Shiloh of Virtually Yours. Hi, Rosie. G'day. How are you going? I'm well. How are you? Yes, I'm very well, thank you. So for those of you that don't know who Rosie is, Rosie is the founder of Virtually Yours an online community for virtual assistants to connect and to train and to become even more totally awesome. And I like to call her the queen of the VAs. And I like you to call me queen of the VAs. That makes me <laughs> We're going to have a chat today, Rosie, about, you know, the first steps um, to using a VA and hiring a VA, um, as well as what we need to look out for, um, what we need to expect, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I would love for you to share with us all of your awesome wisdom. Oh, wow. Sounds exciting. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brace yourselves, people. It's all happening here. <laughs> so the first question I'd love to ask is how do we know we're ready to outsource to a VA? Uh, there's probably two factors. One is around your finances and the other is around probably your mental health. Uh, so, so we'll look at that one first. When you start your business up um, and you would have been the same, you go, okay, well, I'm going to run this business so that I can take control over my life and I'm choosing what I want to do and I want to spend more time with the family. And after a bit, when you're doing it all yourself, you find that you're actually achieving the opposite of what you set out to do and you're starting to get really stressed and you're, you know, you've forgotten what the kids look like and you're not actually working on, you're either working on making things grow and all exciting and wonderful, but you're, you're not billing properly, you're not doing the administration, everything's sort of falling apart and you're, you know, you're finding that you feel like a massive fraud. Because, you know, you, you're, you're, oh, I'm doing this and this is wonderful and this business is great. But behind, you know, you're so stressed because you know, okay, well, there's no cash flow here. There's no systems in place. When people sign up to my newsletter, I don't even know what's happening with them. I'm winging it on social media because at the end of the day, I'm fantastic at this thing, but no one's fantastic at all of those things. So you get to a point there where you think, okay, well, um, and people start saying to you, you need a VA, you need a VA, you've got to grow, you need a VA. But you also obviously need to know that you can afford them. And so you need to be charging out at an amount that makes it so that it's viable. Now, this is the frustrating part because there's, there's calculations that you need to do. A VA could still be charging more than you do, but if they're faster than you are at doing what they do and they achieve outcomes that you wouldn't achieve, then obviously they're going to be more cost effective than you doing it. So um, the other thing there around that is around your financial goals and the goals for your business. If you don't know what they are, then there's no point getting a VA. I'll put that out there right now. If you know where you're going, 
and you know what that, you know, we've all got big, big goals at the end of the day, but you've got mini goals along the way. If you don't have those, then you're not going to be able to see where a VA can fit in to, to support you to get to those goals. And, and because of that, it's going to be really hard to evaluate uh, whether it's working for you or not. A lot of people say, I'm going to get a VA and they, they even they'll contact us and say, I just need help, but I don't know what I need help with. And that's a good question to ask, but you wouldn't just throw a VA at them without sorting out exactly how they're going to fit in. I guess you need, you need those KPIs so that you actually can measure, measure the success of what you're doing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just going to get these bills at the end of the day and go, look, I, I still don't know quite what I'm achieving by having this VA. Because, I mean, odds are, as a business owner, they might take some things off your hands, but you're just going to pick up more. You're going to do more other stuff. And so you're going to still be as busy. But if you, if you have an idea of the fact that they're helping you move towards this goal and what their role is for that goal, then it's going to make more sense to you what you're outlaying. Yeah. If you do it as a Band-Aid solution, I'm stressed and I need more time, um, well, <laughs> you'll yeah. find something else to fill that time with and it won't be family. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And just looking at that, you know, um, I guess, you know, having some sort of goal, as you were saying at the end, to sort of measure whether this is a successful working relationship with this VA, yeah. but like outsourcing to a VA versus hiring, say, an admin employee, mm-hmm. what... Do you see the benefits in going the um, the virtual assistant option? Well, um, I'm I'm a bit biased in that. I remember before I started my business. I know I'm going to be honest. I'm biased. My dad said to me because he was one of I was 24 when I started my business. My dad's like, you should do this as a business, um, and he said, bros, never hire an employee. They're a pain in the neck. <laughs> <laughs> So that's always been there in the back of my mind, but I've tried to do some research around it so that I can provide a little bit more of a useful um, response to that. Unbiased. <laughs> Less biased. So we've actually got VAs on our network who, um, this is something that comes up a lot because VAs need VAs. And so some VAs will have um, contractor VAs and some will have staff. And so it's been really interesting chatting to them and working out with them what the pros and cons are each way. So it, again, it depends on what you want to achieve. There's, um, in terms of finances, there's with a VA, you've got the option to be, or a contractor, you've got more option to, um, to say, no, I don't need you right now, or, um, you know, I don't need you at all. And kind of project. Yeah, you can pick yeah. and choose how, how you use them. Whereas with a staff member, you're going to have that ongoing commitment. You need to have a very good reason for not providing them with work. Um, however, if they're a staff member, they are most likely going to just be working for you. So they're going to be, you wouldn't expect them to go AWOL. Whereas a contractor, sometimes they do, they'll be too busy with other clients. If you're not planning ahead and communicating with them properly, and this is a two-way thing, and they're not doing that with you, then you might find, okay, well, hang on. I thought we are going to be working together on this thing ongoing. Um, and they haven't got the message on that and they've started a project with someone else. And, and so there's, you know, it's very easy for um, there to be less commitment by a contractor in an ongoing basis than there is by a staff member. But then, you know, staff members get itchy feet as well. 
That's right. I guess it's all about having deadlines and having timelines that both of you know about and being organised, I guess, in that initial setup of that project. Absolutely. Communication is so vital. And, you know, having an idea of what, what, the, what you want to achieve over the next 12 months and communicating that with your VA and, and communicating what you see their role as and what you want to, um, what outcomes you want from them. Um, so, and I don't mean that some people say, oh, I, I want the VA to sign up this many people and then I'll pay them this amount. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is saying to them, look, you know, this is a, you know, I've got a She Will Shine event, you know, once a month and I want you to help me with the, the setup of that, the communication, the follow-ups. Um, I want this newsletter done and I want this social media done and I'm going to have this massive expo in November so things are going to ramp up then um, and then starting next year I want to launch my book. You know, that sort of thing. You'd be communicating exactly where you want to go so that they're on the same page and they know that you need them there with you. And um, a lot of people forget to do that. And I guess it's about telling them where they sit in the yeah. bigger picture as well. Yeah. So aware of what's going on around them and what their role is in that huge task. Exactly. And, and by doing that too, there's the added bonus that once they know what, you, what you're trying to achieve and where they fit in, they will see opportunities for you that they wouldn't have thought were relevant previously mm. so just it's so important to tell them what you're doing and where you want to go with your business and you know just tell them the big juicy dreams um not the Hemsworth dreams, the <laughs> dreams or both or both why not <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit of a Chris Hemsworth thing going on for the podcast is this? <laughs> in our world anyway in our world there's a slight addiction going on there um <laughs> So letting them know what those juicy dreams are because when, you know, this is something, another difference between staff and contractors is that contractors have to build their own business up. So they have a different mindset around what they're providing to you. They know what it's like to run a business. They know how hard it is. They need to network and build their community. And so they will see opportunities that they can bring to the table for you if they know where you want to go. Whereas a staff member may be able to see some opportunities, but they're not building their business. So they don't actually, you know, until you run your own business, you don't realise that it's actually hard. Yeah. It's <laughs> not one task at a time. It's this task with this task fits into this, which fits into that, et cetera, et cetera. It's the 2,000 tabs open at yeah. a time. Exactly. Yeah. And, and before you do that, before you run a business, you think, oh, the boss has all the money and it's easy for them and they just tell everybody else what to do. And it's so not true. So if you're working with a contractor who knows that that is an absolute lie, then that's, you know, that's a bonus as well. But the staff members less likely to be out networking and seeing all these great opportunities and meeting other business owners. <coughs> Excuse me. I'll just do that. <coughs> so the, the staff member is less likely to be going out there and doing networking and meeting other business owners um, and saying to them, oh, okay, actually, I think that there's a synergy here. You should meet this person that I know. I've been working with them and they've got a, you know, they need guest bloggers or they need uh, podcast people or they need, oh, they, they're looking at publishing soon. So um, would you be, is that the sort of right market for you? And connecting people. Yeah. I guess they'd be able to think outside the box, which as an employee, you're not always yeah. trained to do or expected right. to do. Yeah, that's exactly right. The employee comes in, does the job, goes home. Yeah? Exactly. Whereas the contractor is a self-employed person who, you know, they're, they're doing it, they're living and breathing it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and we all know how hard it is so yeah 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 so I always I always work with contractors even though that's what dad said I agree I love that the people that are on my team are running their own businesses because I get to see theirs grow as well which is really nice yeah but they, you know, I'll, I'll have a meeting with my team, uh, team members and say, look, I just want to give you an idea of what I'm working on, just kind of get it out of my head. And they will always come back with, oh, well, we could do blah, 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 or you need to speak to so-and-so. And yeah, or have you thought about this? Yeah, yeah. every time. Yeah. yeah. I hear you. I hear you. Now, one thing that I got asked when um, I shared with my shiners that I was speaking with you today mm-hmm. was what jobs can we give to a VA? Like, is it just admin? Like, what sort of things? Can you give us examples of jobs that are feasible jobs to pass on to a VA? Yes, absolutely. So admin is your one of many, 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 many. Um, And admin is a very generic term too, so (laughs) it's a a tough one. But, um, for, for example, I have a virtual assistant who checks all of my writing for I like to write and so she goes through and um, edits my copy for me and sometimes if it's more of a sales page type thing I don't like to write those so she writes them for me Um, sometimes I need calls returned that I can't get to and she'll make those calls for me which is amazing I love that I have um, a team that answer my phones for me because I'm terrible at picking up the phone and I am very ad hoc as to when I'm available. So they're much more reliable. And they actually, a lot of the calls that come through are people either wanting to be a VA or looking for a VA. And so the girls that answer the phone, so it's a team that are under one of the VAs on my network, uh, they can guide people through that. So I don't have to call them back. They will say, okay, this is what you need to do. And they'll walk through the process. And that saves me a massive amount of time. I also have someone who is now helping me with Facebook advertising and um, my podcast, my new podcast. And I've also had people in the past helping me with editing my book and with us um, editing videos, you know, little snippet videos or training videos. So there's so many things. There's template design. There's there's um, debt collection, bookkeeping. Uh, social media management. I've actually got a document on my website and um, I can give you the link to this actually, which is just, I think it's 123 things you can outsource to a VA. So I don't want to list 123 (laughs) things today because that would be really We can put a link to that under this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That sounds like a good idea. Let's do that. So um, yeah, so it's it's pretty massive and and design work too. A lot of people don't realise that the and a virtual assistant is simply a business support provider who is self-employed and working from off-site from you. So that can be any sort of business service if, that you can think of that they don't need to be next to you. And the only thing they need to be next to you for is making your coffee or filing your documents, which is base level. Yeah. Question, because like as you were saying, you've got a VA for this and a VA for that. So you shouldn't expect everything from one VA. Oh, absolutely finding not. all different okay yeah and you can have um, a business manager VA who manages everyone if that's what you prefer so there's definitely online business managers and they will manage your team and make sure that projects are happening and everything's beautiful and, and gorgeous so if you'd rather speak to or communicate with just one person then get one of those 
Um, but if you're like me and you just, you know, I, I love having my team and having, I, I like to, I'm really passionate about getting them to work on what they're really excited about. I don't want to give them jobs that they go, ah, uh, yeah, okay, thanks. I want them to yeah, be. Grudgingly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want them to be excited about it and, and for me to be able to support them to shine in the area that they love. So. I love that comment. Support them to shine. You're speaking my language, Rosie. I know, right. <laughs> <laughs> so another question I have for you. So the process of actually finding a VA and onboarding a VA, yeah. how long, you know, because often we want help. Now. At that exact point in time when we're stressed out, I need someone, I need someone now. I need someone so yesterday. What, exactly. So what, where do we start for starters? But also how long mm. should we expect realistically for that onboarding process to take? Okay, yeah. So I think it's important for a business owner put, to put themselves in the contractor's shoes because, yes, you expect that contractor once you find them, and I'll go back to that in a second of how you find them, um, to have the skills that you need. But they need orientation into the way you work, the goals, the aspirations, your systems. One of the gorgeous, awesome, but insanely frustrating things about today's society is that we have about 7 billion applications that we can pick from to do our day-to-day. -day. So what I use for my CRM is no doubt different to what you use. What I use for my, my project management is probably different to you. Everything's different. So, um, making sure that they are on the same page and able to understand the way you work and support you in that area. It's going to take time and communication, but it is so worth the investment. It is so worth it. And it doesn't matter if it's a contractor or a staff member, you need to do that same thing. Um, I don't expect you to have to train them to do the task. You might show them how you do a particular task, but the actual, you know, the, the technicalities of doing yeah. it, they need to know how to do that. One thing I often see is people posting on Facebook saying I need a VA and I just, I cringe. I just go, oh, you've just given yourself another task. I hope you didn't get a VA because you're busy. You're going to have to put some time into it. <laughs> uh, because, yeah, right now you're going to get bombarded with I can help, I can help, I can help. And you're getting bombarded by people who also, it's interesting with the answers. Some will say, what do you actually need help with? Yeah. Um, and if I was going to pursue anything, I would be pursuing it with them because a lot of people say, I just need a VA. The ones who respond, I can help. I would just wipe clean off the slate. I'd go, nope, thank you. You actually don't even know what I need and you're yeah. saying you can help. And so that's a big no-no in my book. Um, and then if they do say, look, actually, what do you need? And some, some will actually um, recommend my website, for example, because they know that if it is the right job for them, they'll still see it, but that person will be put in contact with a few options and be able to find the right person. So they've got that abundance mindset, which I really love. Yep. So I don't actually recommend going onto Facebook and saying, I need a VA. Help! <laughs> <laughs> help now! Help, yes. <laughs> but not, I need a VA. And I, my other favourite is, I need a VA who is, is um, amazing and affordable. Um, yep. Because affordable, what does that mean? Yeah. Um, so what I do recommend is, and I actually don't recommend they ask friends necessarily because different personality types, it doesn't always work. So my VAs may actually drive you bonkers and your VAs may drive me bonkers. You need to have that conversation with them and find the right personality fit. So if you go to a site like my site, this is what it's for. Um, and you can fill out a form. It's called a submit a request 
submit a request for support. <laughs> I just had a brain blankness. <laughs> so you request some support and um, you, we ask you a, a few questions in that form to try and get a good idea of what sort of help you're needing. And you will then hear from the VAs that have the skills that you need and the availability that you're after. You would then need to, so you, you'd either say that, you, depending on what your form of communication is that you prefer, because this is the first test. Do they communicate, you know, well, the same way you do? And I don't mean just in terms of language necessarily, but in terms of, do they pick up the phone or do they email? What do you prefer? So it's the yeah. first thing. Because if my VA was calling me all the time, I'd go bonkers. Like, just please just email me or text me. You can message me on Facebook. Um, that's all good. But email, a phone doesn't work for me. I've got kids underfoot who are going to be screaming in the background. Drives me mental. So that's the first thing. Um, <clears throat> is in the form you actually say what your form of communication is, is preferred. Make sure that they actually read that and respond to that. That's the first test. The second is put your personality into the form and see who responds in a complimentary style. So if you put in, so you're putting a, a request through Danielle and, and you're showing that you, because you're so passionate about what you do and you're so supportive of what women are achieving in business and that sh that shines through in everything you do. And I see you're ticking every box. <laughs> and if someone comes back to you and you said, I want you to email and they email and they say, hi, I can do that. Um, I can start on this day and these are my rates. That's not, that's not going to ring like that's not going to be want a bit of personality in there. Yeah. A bit of passion, a bit of excitement. Yeah. Whereas if someone comes back and says to you, oh, I had a look at your website because they should be able to find you. Yeah. And I love what you're doing. I can see, you know, the drive and the passion that you bring to what you do. And I can see why you're asking for this sort of support. This is um, the sort of experience I have in that particular area. And um, I feel that, you know, that that would be complimentary. Here are some questions that I have to make sure I can best provide you with a quote. Um, and would you like to, to have a chat further to discuss this? And I definitely recommend having both a chat face to face like this is really good um, and email. So you can see the different types of communication style in action. Yeah. Yeah. see what's going to work that's a great idea yeah, yeah. and it's funny because someone might look a particular way on in words on your email and then you speak to them on your skype yeah. or zoom it doesn't quite match up yeah and you're like ah, i don't know if this is gonna work and, and you've yeah. you got to go with that gut feeling don't you as well yeah. trust your gut yeah absolutely so it's that first stage is all about making sure that you communicate in a complimentary way and you have complimentary um passions for business and and goals um, so then making sure that they do actually respond to what you've asked for when they come to you and start manipulating and this VAs on my network wouldn't do this because we, we talk to them a lot about what people are looking for in a VA and what, what's going to make their business grow. Um, but I've seen before, especially with the online ones with Facebook, where they sort of, sort of start twisting what the person has asked for into what they can deliver. Yeah, what they offer. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I can understand this one. Yeah. Yeah. And you just go, oh, okay. So, um, yeah, thanks for that. But that's actually not what I'm after. But I'm not, I'm not sure anymore because you've confused me. Thanks for yeah. that. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> making is, it easier. <laughs> yeah, you've just made it that little bit harder. And obviously you want them to come to you with ideas and solutions as well. So, but not, but ones that answer your particular yeah. need. And I guess that comes down to the goals, as we said before. Yes. If you know what your goals are, yeah. then you know what you actually need from these people. 
Yes. And if you don't know what your goals are, you can always have a chat with us and book in for a session and, and we'll talk, you know, about what you're trying to achieve and what sort of support you would need along the way. So, or, or you have a chat to a coach or a mentor or someone just to get clear because without that clarity, um, yeah, you, you are winging it and you're winging it with your money and your time. And so it's not a good idea. So after you found someone who you feel is a good fit for you, so the personalities feel really nice and you feel like they, they've actually taken the time to get to know you and your business and show you how they work, then you would start with sort of smaller jobs and, and see how they go. Because sometimes you'll have a great personality, but in terms of comprehending what each other wants, uh, I've seen this before. It doesn't always work and it's a weird thing because you can both be wonderful people and for some reason it's just something's not right yeah, not on the same page yeah 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 so start small before that though danielle what do you think you need to do before you start with those small projects what an agreement <gasps> an agreement <gasps> legal legal, legal. <laughs> <laughs> so even before any small projects put yeah. an agreement together. So the VA should have an agreement documentation and the agreement is a two-sided process. It is all about you understanding how they work and they understanding what your needs are so that um, there's no he said, she said, or um, assumptions around how it was going to work. It's not all about, and, and confidentiality would be in that agreement, obviously, but agreement, you know, we use that term more than contract because it isn't something that locks you in. It just guides you as to how the relationship is meant to be running. Yeah. All right. So right. you've got to keep everything professional and, you know, yeah. Sure if, you know, I guess you have to, Expect the best. Yes. But you also need to plan for the worst. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people, if they like someone or if they want to work with someone that they know fairly well, they won't do an agreement because they feel, oh, this is really uncomfortable. And is the agreement saying that I don't trust you? It's not. It's saying the agreement is filling all the gaps and, and just putting in writing what you both know or have agreed to. Okay, because then you see the agreement and you might say, oh, I thought it was going to be, you know, seven day terms or I thought it was going to be monthly and you nut that stuff out before you start. So with that agreement, Rosie, if um, as time progresses, their role in your business changes, mm -hmm. is that something that we update as these changes happen? Yeah, yeah. So the agreement would be fairly general to start with and it would include things like, you know, if, if the bill hasn't been paid you know, do they cease work until it's being paid? That sort of thing, so that you know you, you <clears throat> so that you both know exactly where you need to go with it. But um, some part part of the agreement may include the actual tasks and the level of um, responsibility. So that part of the agreement may need to be updated, but you don't necessarily have to update all of the other parts. Yeah, the payment know. terms, etc. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If yeah. they stay the same, then no. If if the payment terms change, then yes. Yeah. You put another agreement yeah. together. It's really important. I've seen so many times where things have gone wrong because funnily enough, when someone wants to rip you off, they're not going to tell you ahead of time. <laughs> I know, yes. it's weird. Yes. Yeah, that is. <laughs> and you don't, you don't, you know, get ripped off by someone who you trusted because you didn't trust because you wouldn't work with them. So you've obviously right. trusted them yeah. and, you know, and often it's because the expectations have not been laid out. Yep. 
or because the other person is a very sneaky, sneaky person. And yeah, you've got to make sure that you've got things in writing. And how, so do you think what, three weeks, a month, like realistically with all this kind of, you know, chatting to various VAs, putting the call out, chatting to them, getting an agreement in place, mm-hmm. um, sort of the time. Not very long. Okay. Um, yeah, so if, you, if you're responding quickly and, you know, you've, you've had a couple of conversations, you can get started with someone and get that agreement in place very quickly, within a week, maybe even quicker if, they're, if you're on the same page. And then that orientation process, it depends on how much work you have for them. So if you're doing something once a month with them or, you know, really sporadic, then they may not need as much orientation, but they're not going to be on um, the same page necessarily as much as they would be if they were doing a whole lot of stuff. So if they came on board and they really sort of picked up the reins with quite a few things, then by the end of, I'd, I'd give it two months before you both were really sort of starting to feel like it was, you know, yep less less bumpy actually yeah seeing the end goal actually come into yeah. come into sight come yes like make a smooth sailing i love the smooth sailing. sailing we all need that in our business <laughs> um the other question i wanted to ask you is there's a lot of talk about offshoring purely <laughs> from a budget perspective yes what are your thoughts i know yes we're going to have a bystander from you which you know yeah that's what you do that's what you believe is what you're passionate about mm-hmm. what you would see the worst of the worst, I'm sure. In terms of offshore. what's happened offshore? Yeah, people coming to you go, I offshore, you know, I went offshore and this is what happened now. I need someone who could actually help me and get me out of this mess. Yes, and fix um, it. And yes. fix it exactly. So yeah. what you know, what what are the what are the things that we need to be thinking about before, when we're comparing the two? Okay, so um, I, I firmly believe there's a time and place for both. Um, there and Onshore, the, the frustrating thing for me is, and I wish that everybody had access, as a virtual assistant in Australia, had access to mentoring and guidance so that they could deliver at the level that I tell everybody they need to be delivering at. But that's not always the case. So you're going to get lemons here and you're going to get lemons overseas. That's, i just get that out there right now. Um, the difference I mainly find is that when people go off, offshore and they're doing it because... Two reasons. One, it's cheaper. And two, they can tell themselves that they're feeding someone who is less fortunate than themselves, right? Which really annoys me, to be perfectly honest, because I've got, I know so many people in Australia who are struggling to pay their bills. And you're working just as hard here. Yeah, would be very, very happy to have that sort of support (laughs) by having a client. Um, And, you know, juggling the whole kids thing and work and and our expensive um, culture. So they go offshore because they, you know, they're going to use that excuse. I'm going to help some help this village thrive, and I'm paying them eight dollars an hour, so it's way more than what they would normally get. So I'm, you know, some kind of hero. That is obviously my bias. I find that really irritating. Um, and at the end of the day, conveniently, they're paying peanuts. Yeah. So when they do that, they are going to do it one of two ways. They're either going direct to a offshore VA or they're going through a network. Now, if they go direct, usually that VA is self-employed. So in some ways I like that um, because, you know, as I said before, I prefer to work with people who are also self-employed. But because they're offshore, you have no idea what is going to happen with that job. There is no... Um, intellectual property 
um, protection. No governing body. No governing body. If yeah. you if, if things go sour, I mean, it doesn't matter if you have an agreement with them or not. It really doesn't. Um, so it may be great. Let's say that. I have found people who have found someone offshore who's fantastic, um, but it may not. There's been, if you go through a, a, a network, the agreement would be with the person here in Australia who's managing them overseas. Um, but the, they are then employees. They are usually employees, usually, of that particular organisation. So that mindset and that opportunity to find opportunities for you is not going to exist. Again, they can't network for you around the traps unless your target market is wherever they live. Um, so there's going to be things in terms of the business mindset, trying to help you grow seeing opportunities for you that will not be there. And to me, that's why it is cheaper because you're not getting those. And to me, those are worth their weight in gold. Yeah, those add-ons. Those add-ons are massive. Having those conversations where they say, oh, well, you know, there's that expo happening up the road, blah, blah, blah. I could get you in as a speaker or, um, you know, these are, I'm going to find out which events align with you and, you know, all that sort of thing. That's not going to happen. I yeah. can't see that happening. Um, I have heard of stories and I've experienced a story myself where, you know, people have gone offshore and it's been a disaster, <laughs> especially with websites. Websites are um, notorious. You know, if you go overseas and you get a website, odds are they will code everything in so you can't edit it yourself. So everything gets coded. So in, instead of having your little widgets in WordPress that you can edit, You'll go, how, how can I change this particular image here? Oh, it's, it's within the code. We've coded that into the template. And you go, oh, yay. So I actually have no idea how to do that. And now I need you to keep doing it. I have a brand spanking new website that when I need to update, I can't do anything with it. <laughs> exactly. And I've seen it a million times. I did web, web, Before I really sort of took off with Virtually Yours and started mentoring and guiding VAs, my husband and I did web development for 10 years. And I've had clients who go, all right, I'm not paying, you know, $1,800 for, for this website overhaul. I'm going to go overseas. I had one in particular who did this. And we went, okay, that's good because you're a bit of a pain in the neck. <laughs> and then about, I think it was about five months later, he calls me up and he goes, oh, my God, my website is a disaster. It's, an, on, it's a, a WooCommerce website. Absolute disaster. I can't do anything with it. They're not telling me what they're doing. Um, I, I'm so sorry I went offshore. Can you help me? And we were really mean. We were like, well, actually, not doing that anymore. So sorry, you'll have to find something. She just stuck with us when you could. But um, obviously, I can say I can find someone for you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And because uh, that's what I do. But um, well, yeah. the risk? Because the risk involved, isn't it? If if you have that sort of problem, if I had done that to him. He could go to consumer affairs, to the ombudsman, take legal action against me, loss of trade, um, you know, loss of everything, time, money he could have made, you know, selling all those products on his site. Could he do anything? No. Mm, he that's didn't, right. Yeah. He had nothing he could do. He had time wasted. He had money wasted. He probably had 7,000 more grey hairs. And, and he the could do... The goal was even further away. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and it's going to cost him more to get it fixed than yeah. it would have to do, just do the general overhaul. Yeah. So, so that sort of thing I do see quite often, especially with websites. 
Um, I actually started doing a bit of a study and I need to continue with it where I wanted to hire people in Australia to do exactly the same job as I would hire someone offshore. And I would find them by simply responding to people who contact me saying, I'm a VA because I've got the virtual assistant Facebook page. I do hear from people going, do you have work? Yeah. Um, and I'd say, okay, well, what are your skills? You tell me what your skills are and I'll find a job for you and I will give that same job to someone here. So I got someone to write up. She said, I said, why is your English so good? And she said, my mum is an English teacher. I'm like, well, great. You know, what yeah. do you do? Oh, I like writing and doing all that sort of thing. I said, sweet, because my VA is a copywriter. So I thought, all right, well, this will be easy. Um, and I actually didn't hire my VA for this particular thing because I thought that would be biased. And so I hired a VA that I've not worked with before in Australia. And I asked both of them to write a press release for me for my upcoming book, right, which I'm actually just about to release now. And this, I did this like over a year ago. So, <laughs> so You got to it. You got to it. So the word upcoming, I use new. <laughs> but I gave them the outline and said, you know, look, I've, I've, this is what I'm, I'm writing about. Can you do a bit of a press release? And the person in Australia just came back at me with a whole lot of questions just to make sure that she was actually including the right stuff. And so I wrote back to her and said, you know, this is actually what I'm, I need. These are the answers to your questions. And she came back with the price and we agreed. And then she wrote this great press release. The one overseas didn't ask me anything. She just sent me what she'd written which turned out to be copy and pasted from Wikipedia and my own website about the book I'd already published. Oh, goodness, yes. And I wrote to her and I said, do you understand what I've asked you to do? Yeah. What is this? And she's like, oh, sorry, sorry. I said, this, this isn't the book that I've already released and published and printed and sold. This is a new book and please don't just copy and paste from Wikipedia and my website. Can you write? Can you do? Is this still yeah. something you can do? Oh, yes, 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 this is something I could do. Still no price, still no agreement, still no questions. So she put something else together, which was basically the same thing. And I just said to her, you do understand that this is of no value to me. And she's like, yeah. And I never heard from her again. again. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know, so luckily for me, I'm using that as a bit of a study. But otherwise, it would have been a massive waste yeah. of my time to be explaining to her again and again what it was I needed in a skill set that she said she had. Yeah. So I hadn't, I hadn't said, do you have these skills? I said, what skills do you have? So um, VAs in virtually yours are picking up and fixing mistakes all the time. And if you do need someone, here's a little tip for you. If you do have a lot of data entry and um, jobs where, you know, it is put this here, there's no room for interpretation. And I'm not saying that people who are offshore are idiots by any means. It's just a communication thing and a work style. Um, if there's no room for interpretation, um, then what you can do is have a VA here help you manage that process. So they're not doing the data entry for you because you probably can't afford for them to do it. And I've said to Aussie VAs, it's not an area you're going to make money in anyway because it can get done really cheap offshore. Yeah, but you will need to check it over and make sure that that communication is very, very thorough and take that pain away from that client. So you can do it that way. Yeah. So just in, in closing, Rosie, what would your top three, I guess, tips um, be to small business owners who are 
about to um, step into VA territory. <laughs> if there's just three, I know there'd be more, but just off the top of your head quickly, yeah. what are the, the, the top three things that you can think of that would, you know, if you have that in your head moving forward, it will help you in the process. Absolutely. Okay, so have those mini goals yep. and work out where the VA fits in to those mini goals and what you're going to be doing with the time and the effort that they're saving you. So are you going to be using that time to see your family or are you going to be using that time to take care of another part of achieving that goal? Know ahead of time which one of those you want to be doing. So you can then at the end of the month, end of the quarter, end of the six months say, okay, well, I actually got to see, you know, pick my kids up from school and or I got to see that fantastic school concert and you know <laughs> or if you don't have kids I got to go out one night with my mates or whatever that's that right yeah. yeah I got to party I got to go away yeah. for a weekend and stress less or whatever those goals are for you um learn a new skill I got to take up you know art class or something like that alternatively you could say okay I actually got to sink my teeth into writing that book or sink my teeth into um doing more face-to-face stuff or paid stuff mm, and more money um, earn yeah. more money and turn that time that they've they've given back to me into making money so yeah. which is a really you know th- those are the two reasons why I would get a VA one if I'm forgetting what my family look like and I'm not achieving my outside business goals and two to make sure that I'm working on the stuff that my most valuable um, activities which are the things that are making me money in my business and that way you know you can obviously have that money there to pay your VA so if you don't have money to pay them up front as you're currently running then that's obviously your first thing that you're going to need to do you're going to that will be your focus so that you can make sure that that your your money is still flowing the way you need it to but they will in in time will save you money and help you make more money but you do need to obviously have the logistics around that to get you started get started that's right yeah number two what do you think so number two is put yourself in their shoes as often as possible and i highly recommend that the va do the same in reverse and because mutual respect is what is going to make or break the relationship and understanding that um, they are a business owner, fellow business owner, they are a contractor, they are not a staff member, they are not below you, they are someone who is bringing different skill set into your business to help you achieve your goals. Um, that is my second one. That's you preaching to the converted with that one. <laughs> so important. It is so massive. It is absolutely massive. Um, and then the third one is all about keeping the lines of communication open. So making sure that they know where you want to go, good, bad or ugly, and that you know where they want to go with their business because it's, and this is definitely two-way, you know that your business changes directions at times and sometimes you go, I'm actually sick of doing that now, I want to do this or, you know, there's that big dream, I'm going to actually run for that now. Now, contractors, they're going to have the same things. They might go, oh, okay, you know, I'm actually really sick of doing e-newsletters now, but I'm going to keep doing it for you because you've asked me to. I've had clients in the past when I was doing VA work say to me, Rosie, what stuff do you love doing now? And it was the most beautiful question because I'd go, actually, I really want to be doing more of blah, blah, blah. And that's where you're going to shine in that whole thing because that's what you're passionate about. That's right. Because with that, you know, is performance reviews something that is common amongst VAs, that kind of thing? 
I wouldn't say necessarily performance reviews, but definitely check-ins, yep. very, very regular check-ins to make sure that you're both on the same page and that you're both getting where you need to go and feeling confident and comfortable doing so. So I would never call them performance, performance reviews yeah. because that's very staff, that's a yep. very hierarchical kind of view. Um, but definitely uh, the, the best relationships, the best um, partnerships talk to each other um, pretty much daily, weekly, yeah. have face-to-faces, so Skype mainly or coffee if they live nearby, um, weekly, fortnightly, monthly, yeah. and have an agenda for each of those to make sure they know exactly, you know, what they're trying to achieve, how they're going with it, what bumps there are, whether anyone's feeling like something's wrong um, and making sure that you fix it before anything broods because we're human. We're all human. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for your time, Rosie. It is always a pleasure to speak with you. Thank you. Right back at you. And the She Will Shine community loves you. So um, we'd love to see more of you. Oh, I'm going to be hanging around like a bad smell. (laughs) Think they're words I'm going to live to regret. (laughs) (laughs) And I may get sponsorship with uh, some sort of deodorant company. Thanks for coming. So no problem if you're listening. Um, let us know <laughs> um but as you mentioned before was that 123 tasks you can yes. get a virtual assistant to do we're going to pop the link to that in our show notes so um, everyone can head over to virtually yours and yeah and we'll that. send you the link to we'll pop in the show notes if this is okay the link yep. to submitting a request for support so if you do need a va it is a very simple process and we do have, you know, some steps there to support you along the way and make sure that you're doing it in a way that supports you to find the right person for you. Perfect. Thank you so much, Rosie. Have a fabulous day. You I'll too. Take you. care. Thanks for joining us. If you'd like to find out more about the She Will Shine community for Australian women in small business, head to shewillshine.com.au. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook at the handle shewillshine.com.au. And don't forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and give us a rating on iTunes. Join us next time for the She Will Shine podcast.